It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 228. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, the Sage Job Icon Design Change. The Ultimate Final Fantasy XIV Cookbook arrives November 9th. The Moonfire Fair begins August 13th. New optional items and limited time sale. Shadowbringers Final Fantasy XIV original soundtrack is now available on streaming services. A Q&A session from our readers with Final Fantasy XIV's Mr. Vanry Oda by 4Gamer. We have developer's blog. We have much ado about boosting lately, and we'll talk about it. And a new contest from us. But first, let's shoot the shit what has been going on this week. Hey, Ruby. Hey, Yelta. What's happening? Oh, a it's lot of all the things. Beautiful day <laughs> in the neighborhood. All the things. I've got a nice tasty beverage next to me. I'm a happy camper this uh, this Sunday. Had to push a little bit. Um, I've had some health issues. It's a running gag with Yelta and I. We've been on other podcasts about talking about health issues at the beginning of every podcast episode. But I have had some that have uh, kind of had me push some of the uh, responsibilities I've had for later in the weekend. But here we are. We're back. Um, and I have been playing. It's been um, a pretty good couple of weeks. Um, played a little less this week than I had the previous week. Um, I think on last episode we had talked about running E9S and we were going to do a second attempt because uh, baby Rubicon was sad about not getting his accessories. So we went back and all the gang was there and we ran uh, – the three four strat again and got some other person that tried to mm. hijack the raid again but we booted them pretty quick uh found a an eighth person that was like let's do it and uh away we went so uh we we ran that i think a solid three extra times to make sure everybody got their book i think we had a bumpy start but it uh it smoothed out near the end but i really think we saw like at least to tiles or beyond on our first attempt. So it yeah, wasn't we had, Well, we had people terrible. that were new again. You know, mm-hmm. we had people who were hadn't come with us last time, so it, it wasn't like it wasn't like we cleared every week. And Absolutely. Kind of we started. It, was, it was like Yelt had cleared it once before. So I thought it went well for, you know, the kind of hodgepodge way we did it. And uh, I've got two accessories now. i got a ring and I think a bracelet. Uh, Yeltsin got a third accessory and feels no guilt. Uh, I think she felt no pain that night as well. That night, I was so trashed. <laughs> it was fine. I that ninja, when I joined the party. that ninja was stepping on your spot, Yelta. I'm sure of it. That's that's what was happening. No, I felt bad. That ninja was like, "Why did you kill me?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Cause I'm drunk." I warned the entire free company I was drunk before I even as soon as before I even joined the party. I think it was fine. It was E nine S. It was, uh, it, that's, that was fine. We had a good time. So that was enjoyable, but we're kind of done with the, the E9Ss. I think we've moved on to Eureka. People want Valdezian Arsenal. So, uh, the past Saturday or so, it's been, um, gearing people up, not gearing up, but we're leveling, leveling up, um, getting people's levels up, um, and starting from Inamo. So I, Again, with my health stuff, I haven't really been on, but I think they've gotten people into or past Pagos at this point, I believe. Just just went into Pagos first time last night, I think. There we go. So yeah. I think I need some Pagos crystals. I, I probably will join up for the next uh, the next iteration. And, um, you know, really, when you, when you do a second weapon, you can 
pretty much skip that item most. You still have to get the weapon, but it's really easy to get that. Um, and then get to the Pago step pretty quickly because you've got to, you've got to get light and that's, uh, that, that slows you down a little bit. Not too much. You get light pretty quick in Pagos now, but, uh, it's a, it's a extra time sink when you're doing it. So I'll probably join you guys for the next one so I can start working on maybe a white mage well, weapon. Well, there are three events listed right now for Pagos in there our it is. in our Discord. You can sign up. There it is. So sign up. Uh, and they're they're still lively zones. Eureka still has quite a bit of life in them. Um, I think people are taking their knowledge of uh, Bosja, taking it into Eureka, understanding a new a new battleground, a new type of activity that they can do and it's fun it's different than bosja it's not as good as bosja in some aspects and it's better than uh than bosja i think in some aspects um and it's lively like i said there are people that still run it very often there there's i i I think a, a group of people that love eureka and will continue to run it from uh from here on out so uh that's that's one thing um Okay, I got to talk about this. I got to have a little Ruby rant. It's Ruby rant time. I'm a beard deep, so I'm, I'm happy to talk about this. Uh, I got ninth place in the Triple Triad tournament, uh, tournament last uh, last week. Uh, I think right now it's the Lightning's tournament. I think it, this was Rowena's Cup. Uh, and I got ninth in all of uh, in all of Excalibur, and I'm very happy with that. Uh, I I stood around and I fought actual real players, like people, living, breathing. I've been blue and triple tried in this game for a really long time, and I did not realize that there was an NPC you could talk to and have it queued for you to play another person. I thought you had to talk to another person to queue up with them. I did not realize you flag it. Well, I'm glad. Relatively, I'm glad to hear that. Because I I didn't know this existed, so there is a there is a uh, a person an NPC uh, that will flag you to play, and it'll just it basically puts you in a queue. And while you're doing your other NPCs, or you can just stand around, as other people join that queue, it'll pair you up with other people who are wanting to play. And it's just you're just playing cards with the other person. You just don't have to be directly in front of them to do so. And I, I did five matches, uh, and I was playing the NPC as well, the, the the Lord NPC, the highest scoring one. And of the five games I played, I won two and tied three, or I won three and tied two. Regardless, I scored 18-18 at the end of it. I didn't lose a match. I tied only the ones that I played real players and won all of the ones I played the NPC and I'm really proud of that score, and I was super happy that I didn't get bumped. I think I was sixth when I finished, and then I was nine by the end of the end of the day. I think I did that on a Monday, and and by the end of the Monday, I'd got bumped down to nine. Pretty good top ten. I should be happy. I got a uh, a silver pack that was named the uh, the the uh, after the tournament. It was like the Rowena's Cup silver pack or something, and then. Um, because I wasn't top three, I guess I don't get the gold pack, right? And then I got um, five platinum packs for being in the top ten. Really great stuff. Really great. Until I opened these goddamn cards packs. 
that I until I look inside these fucking packs and get Alize and Alphanel. Here we go again, La Brea, Shiva, Thancred. Oh wow! It, it, this is it's it's unbelievable that these are the types of cards that you can get in a pack that's named after the fucking tournament, getting ninth place out of all of the people in Excalibur on the server, and you get Alzane Alphano, La Habrea, Shiva. It's total crap. They never put any effort into adjusting the triple triad tournament cards. I've complained about this forever. It's unbelievable that they put no effort into adjusting these card packs in such a way that they feel like you're you're getting something good out of it. If you get 1 through 10th place, I don't think you should get a pack that assures you of anything, but you really should get a pack that gives you you know a percentage chance a higher percentage chance of getting any of the Final Fantasy character cards. Uh, it, it just it just blows my mind. I would have been upset, yes, to get another Lightning card or another Zidane card or something like that. But, I mean, I think you should put... I think the game should put all of the character cards, Cloud included, into that rotation. All 14, 15 cards um, of, of Final Fantasy characters into those those special packs and and give you a 10%, 8%, whatever chance of getting one of those cards in there. And then your gold pack, of course, being, you know, a, the card for that tournament. Um, I had the card for the Rowena tournament. I, I don't recall which one it is. I have Lightning and I have whatever the other one is other than Cecil and uh, Furion, but it just makes no sense to me. Titus. I guess it was Titus. Um, it makes no sense to me. Fix this shit, Yoshida. You don't care. This is probably the end of Triple Triad because – not for me, but since they gave us that mount, I don't know if they're going to continue to add Triple no, Triad they cards. Said, they, said, they they clarified that's having all the cards for now. Okay. That's I fair enough. I think they actually did. Yeah. Fair enough. I think they could do a lot more with Triple Triad. I hope they do. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good step in the right direction, having the tournaments and all this other stuff, open tournaments and, and ways to queue. But you got to fix these rewards, Yoshida. You gotta you gotta make it in such a way that you people want to do this this content. Um, anyway, happy to get ninth place. I'll do it again. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun kicking people's ass in triple triad. <laughs> I got I there was one match that I had my hands were a little shaking because it was a it was a chaos rule and I got this guy and I managed to get him cornered in a way he too was playing the squall card and I know that. If you play Squall, you got to play left to right, top down. And I got him in such a way I was spiraling from the um, the top left over, and I pinned him where he had to use the Squall card in the bottom right, and that had that that had to feel shitty, um, because then I took him from behind, giggity, and won that match. So uh, it's a good time. I really love Triple Triad. I just really wish it was I could get more out of it. Anyway, I'll stop. I'll stop yeah. crying. Stop crying about the triple triad. Um, make it rain. That's the last thing I did. I did the make it rain uh, stuff. The first couple of times I did it, um, because I did it twice. Once uh, I missed one NPC, 
I, I did look up a guide, but only to find out where the NPCs were. I did not want to run around the entire gold saucer doing that. <laughs> so I found out where all the NPC guides are, but I missed the frantic attendant, the the, the Lollafell that lost his outfit. Oh, and so when I got okay. to the end, I didn't have the choice to choose the Lollafell. And so I boffed it. And then, you know, you still get the achievement and all that stuff. And um, then I was like, well, I'm going to do it again. But I, surely they don't make me talk to the NPCs again. Well, yes, they do. Oh, <laughs> you sure talk to all the NPCs do. again. <laughs> so I, I did like two NPCs and came back. I was like, fuck this. And then like it was – I saw a tweet. It was like, do your triple – your tur- your stuff today. It's the last day before the event ends. I was like, ah. I guess I'll do it again to find out who the real culprit was. So I did it again and got the Lala and yada yada. And it still wasn't anything great. I mean, I'd already gotten all the achievements, but Mm -hmm. I just felt the need to see the end where Godbert comes out and everybody sings Kumbaya and, you know, whatever. So it was a good event. It's better than some. It was worse than others. But... It was okay, and I probably will never use that emote. It makes that weird noise. That noise. I, I wish it didn't have the little cloud over the head. I I don't know why all the I like the I like the looks on the characters' faces for the like the three different ones we have now mm-hmm. from that. But I I don't really like the little cloud and yeah the little sound effects weird. I'm like, can I just have an emote? Do I have to have a cartoon? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I hope everybody liked Make It Rain. I, I think it's a I think it's a good event. It seems odd that it's just a once once in a once a year sort of thing. I think it could be something they could do maybe twice a year, uh, especially because the rewards aren't that great, in my opinion. I don't think it's too great yeah. just to put on like a little buff, partially through the year to say like here's a here's another way to get some MGP. And I don't think anything that was bought in there is all that great. I mean, I guess everybody wants. I mean, the whole fucking event was about like get the horn so you can get the the uh, Sabatender mount or whatever, and, like, big deal. I don't know. Maybe I'm past all the whining about mounts. I don't think everybody else is past whining about mounts. We'll talk yeah. about that when we get to the the new the new mount that came out this week. But um, it wasn't a big deal to me. So I hope everybody enjoys Make It Rain. I think it was uh, – I think it's a good event for what it is. Um, I feel like we always – push real hard for make it rain like within our free company about like making mm-hmm. all the stuff and and all that and it's just it's just about getting mgp so i hope other people do because me personally i don't get a lot out of it i've bought my cloud cards i've bought my mounts before so i hope other people are taking advantage of it and uh find a lot of enjoyment out of the make it rain campaign but well, i had a I fun week was go ahead i I know it was a good one to make sure you have some MGP banked because when they redo the 15 crossover, right, don't we need some MGP for that? Mm-hmm. Isn't that how you get the car? That is a good point to make. That I hope people had some foresight to uh, to save up their 200K, I believe, MGP. I think it was. I think it was. To buy the um, – to buy the 15 mount when that comes in. I mean, you still got time to play games and do stuff, but you know, you're not getting that extra bonus. Uh, that's gone. And I still suggest to people to do your, your squadrons and get your 15% MGPs, your 15% experience, yada, yada, get all you can out of those squadrons. I, I think that's, it's a resource that few people use and it gives you just a lot of good on the back end. 
Well, and that's one of those things that's like for half an hour a week, let's say, you can probably do your squadrons, you can go and do what entries in the challenge log give you MGP that interest you. I mean, it's you can actually get a lot of MGP just for very little effort. Yep. Yes, indeed. Uh, and that's everything that I did in the past couple of weeks. It's been a... It's been a good time, but I will pass it over to you, Yelta. Tell us what you've been up to. I did make it rain. I don't think I ever... I, I did it through twice. I don't think I ever went back. And I did talk to the Lalafell, and, uh, but uh, I never picked the right ending, and I didn't care. So it was it was okay. I'm glad we have events. It just wasn't... I don't know. I think the last time they did a murder mystery one or whatever, it was it was more interesting... I didn't find this one as interesting for some reason, but Same. that just might be me. Uh, I also did Moonfire Fair. Well, I did Moonfire Fair on an alt. I haven't done it on my main yet. It's all right. <laughs> I guess it's it's okay. Uh, I did level all my trusts to 80, and oh my god, is that fast now? Oh, yeah. So, oh my god. So, like, you do, like, I think I had everybody to, was through the first dungeon. I think I had everybody through the second dungeon. And it was like you like run it two or three times the next dungeon, then the next one you only had to run twice, and then like the like the seventy nine dungeon you only had to run once. So I I really in like two days just finished getting all my trusts leveled up to eighty. And they say you can give glamour to them. All you really do is click on them, and you can choose this outfit or their old outfit. Oh, that's 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 what the glamouring is. Who's the old outfit for the uh, for Gratias? He look like Crystal Exarch or what? Yep. Okay, yep. that's cool. Yep. So, like, if you ran with him during the first, the first dungeon, he has his hood, and yeah. Um. Let's see. I did a lot of Eureka. I think I. I think I blew off one day because I have been having <laughs> talking about health problems. The last two weeks in August are awful for me, allergy wise, and I couldn't figure out. So Tuesday, Monday night, I don't know. Tuesday night, I had a headache. For like five days in a row. I still actually have a little headache, but, and it's just my allergies. So I, I did blow off one night because it's just like, no, I am too headachey. But, uh, I've been in Eureka a lot lately, <laughs> trying to help some free company mates get through, um, get caught up. Cause I, we do, we do want to do some Baldessian Arsenal. I really, I really want the mount and I, and the minion. That, you know me. And yes. I like, you know, doing content. Well, that mount is I, everything, to be quite honest. I mean, that's just, it's just beautiful there. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's that pull into Eureka. People are wanting it. And then, like, you were, you wanted, like, some of the shiny armor and stuff, too, and, you know, other people. There's a lot of weapons I don't have yet and stuff. So I, I probably, like, last night, I've been, I've been at, nine lights for how long I need to just drop, walk over there, drop down and turn it in before I go in next time with everybody. Cause I should really be working on a weapon if I'm in there anyway, helping out. And then I don't know why, but once in a while I just decide to roll and play on another low level alt. It's on Excalibur. It's not even on a different thing. I'm almost all the way through a, a realm reborn. But I'm almost to, I'm at caster, um, meter, midi, the one that starts with an M. One of the two no cutscene cast rooms, the first one. I just have to queue up and do the last two things. It's just fun for me. I don't know why. It was interesting to see, like, how people treat you in dungeons and, and then, like, how I, I, you get blind invites into free companies 
And they get sad when, when someone gets blind invited and then leaves. It's like, okay. But, uh, no, that's pretty, that's the alt I actually did, uh, Moonfire Fair on. Sorry, I don't have an answer for that. And my digital assistant believes that I said her name. <laughs> I don't think I did. <laughs> but no, I just, uh, and then I've been playing other games, quite honestly. Uh, I'm in the back for Blood Beta. That's a hell of a lot of fun. Still playing a lot of Dead by Daylight. Still got the, uh, the Minecraft server going. You know, there's, there's other things to do. Oh, also. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was telling you earlier, I even got back into Cube World for a mm-hmm. short period the last couple of days due to some mods. So, you know, if anybody's interested in talking about that, you can, can hit <laughs> me up, uh, if anybody cares about Cube World anymore. But there are so many games right now. We were talking about all the Switch games. That have been coming out into indie games, um, mm-hmm. and and it's only going to get worse. I mean, it, worse is uh, that's a subjective kind of word. There, it's if you love games, it's only going to get better, but your wallet is going to feel the pinch. So and your time <laughs> and your time, yeah. So it's 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 a tough time for us gamers right now. Respect us, please. <laughs> oh, and then I, and then I'm closing out a house this week, so I was hey. like, ah. so yeah, there's a lot going on. There shouldn't be any delay in recording, though, because I think I close on Thursday, and I think our internet's getting hooked up on Friday. So uh, the bed and the computer might be the first two things getting moved over. It's it's hard to say. <laughs> but there's a lot going on. All right, listeners, you can shoot the shit with us if you want to. Come over to the website, www.gtfxiv.com. Let us know what you've been up to. Uh, bought us around. Thank you to Drill on Patreon for your donation. It's fantastic. Thank you. First round is news. The first thing, this is old news now, but uh, they basically showed us the Sage job icon and then pretty rapidly took feedback and changed it. So I think the design, they don't have the old one on here, but I I do remember what it looked like. It was triggering some people who had the trip, how do you say it? Tripophobia? Where you, the small holes freak you out. I have it with lotus flowers, lotus, dry lotus seeds. Uh, that so, freaks me out. That's they, the only thing it does it to they, me. It's same. That is the only thing that, and I guess it's because they're smaller and bigger, and it just looks like. There was a time in like the early two thousands, maybe close to like two thousand six, four chan would post. All these images of people's thumbs and you'd start to see these on advertisements and it would be people's hands and thumbs but they would superimpose lotus flowers on top of it. Uh And so it looked like people's hands had all these pus pockets or something. That's what would disgust me. And that's a a huge leap from four stars with a little circle in the middle. But I don't have trypophobia. People who do – Get the same heebie-jeebie I got from seeing those, like a lamprey eel's mm. mouth. Uh, we're getting that from looking at this icon. My wife, in fact, has a mild case of it that occurs uh, whenever she plays dungeons, and it has those uh, nankas that have the seed pods on the back, the egg sacks, mm, yep, and they yep. explode and the non- the baby nankas come out. In Heaven's Word Zones, you'll see that, like in Dravania. Um, yeah. So that would kind of mildly freak her out. And 
I know we hadn't gotten deep enough into this conversation to talk about the backlash to this, but I did see people comparing this to other content in the game and saying, well, how come other content doesn't freak you out? I assure you that content was freaking people out because in heaven's word, my wife would have to turn whenever we would fight a Nanka or wouldn't be comfortable whenever those seed pods exploded it would be like we have to interrupt that cast before those things pop Mm -hmm. um so i get it there's this has been around for a while this is a this is a real thing and final fantasy 14 is known for its accessibility uh and to me this Mm -hmm. fits under that realm of accessibility making people feel comfortable as they play the game well, and we we've five farmed Hades with someone who the masks with the holes in them gave that his wings, you know, with all the masks. Mm-hmm. She always had to tilt her camera so she couldn't quite see them because sure. it, it gave her that. You know, well, and then people, yeah, people are like crying about changing in this, and it's like this is such a small, minor thing. Oh my god, you were real. That's the hill you're going to die on. Is the mm-hmm. old sage. Icon, it's a slippery really? slope, Yelta. If you start yeah. listening to people who need to change an icon, they're just going to make uh, one button push as you run through the soulless, soulless <laughs> loot tunnel, and uh, this game has just gone to that crowd. I saw that argument, that statement in the official forums. Sadly to say, the most 14 I've gotten in the past two weeks, I've gone to the official forums every day just to see the sentiment mm. because there has been things like this that have happened every three days in Final Fantasy the, over the past two weeks. And this was the start of it. This was this this news dropped the day after we released our, our previous podcast mm-hmm. episode. So um, this has been news for two weeks that we've been sitting on. And for two weeks, I had seen people complaining in the official forums about they changed this and are catering to some sort of snowflake crowd that wants the game to be easier... By changing they, a they filled in icon? three holes. They filled three holes in. I mean, they I mean who doesn't want to fill three holes three in? Holes? <laughs> uh, I I applaud these devs for doing so. I you know, and they tilted the icon. In fact, the only thing that I have any issue with is I I wish they just kept them straight up and down uh, instead of tilting them. I get that it's the the um oh yeah you know the little things rotate around and shoot lasers and um so they're gonna look like they're spinning and and big freaking deal this probably was the top two designs and whenever they got the backlash for the other just said we'll pick the other design that we were gonna go with and you know mm-hmm. we didn't so this was probably the other design um big freaking deal i but but people yeah want to die on the hill of this is that accessibility for players is uh, is as bad as just giving any player's whim what they want. If that was the case, why don't we have all the stuff that people want? How come the one percent didn't get their ultimate this this go around? How come mm-hmm. those that have been wanting eggy glamours or peaches or tacos or whatever else? Mm-hmm. Hey, if it was tacos, hey, yeah, you can do it. But but everybody's been complaining about their own little pet stuff forever. Um, Honestly, if you really want Ruby's true heart opinion, I think it's a little bit PR. It's a little bit accessibility. It's an easy change for them because it wasn't already in the game. 
it wasn't going to break too many minds doing this. It looks like a heroic act by fixing the accessibility. It is listening to the crowd without changing anything drastic in the game because you don't see them going changing Hades and you don't see them going to change uh-huh. other stuff. And yes, again, that is an argument. Like how come people aren't afraid of this, that, the other? Well, they are. People are they bothered are. by those yeah. things. I just don't think that Yoshida is going to go out of their way to change those things in the game. However, this had not been put into the game yet. So it's an easy fix. It makes them look good to those that were looking for this sort of thing. It's another crown in the uh, if, uh, in the achievement of accessibility. And those that whine, it's they were whining for three days and i'm not quite sure that the whining is has persisted i will say that the official forum post was 22 pages deep on day two of this though it was oh God, okay. it, it was it was full of crap it was a cesspool wow all right and then more in more delicious news the ultimate final fantasy 14 cookbook arrives november 9th i woke up to this one morning and i'm like when my husband got home from work he's like i said hey look at this he's like i beat you to it and i'm like no you didn't i'm like this just came out so apparently he he'd already pre-ordered it. oh wow nice <laughs> send me some recipes we yeah, should we should get yeah. this ourselves. i think this would be a a really cute thing to have and um you know, there's, there's been people forever that have done um, little recipes and stuff or tried to mm-hmm. mimic, you know, when the sandwich ba- the sandwich basket came out um, and everybody yeah. was trying to emulate the, the Crystal Exarch sandwiches. Um, there's – and he still does his thing. The Drunken Moogle would, would make mm-hmm. drinks based on Final Fantasy games and had Final Fantasy fourteen drinks. Shout out Drunken Moogle. Um, so, you know, this has been going on for a while, but an official cookbook – how how interesting! Right, a new recipe. So, so uh, yeah, he's uh, it, it's going to be available on November 9th. So that's cool. Looks like there's all sorts of recipes. They claim they're going to be easy to follow instructions. So it's awesome. Yoshi P is writing the foreword. It's perfect for every home cook. So it looks like it's a real cookbook. You know, not not just like a game thing. It's it's. It'll be interesting, and, and I'm I'm looking forward to just you know the cuteness of it too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and GameStop has an exclusive with a different cover. Oh, Ooh. might have to stop by GameStop. GameStop. If I can find one that's open in my area, I feel like they keep closing them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got the coffee biscuits in the little promo video here. Of course, everybody's mm. gaga over the coffee biscuits. Um, pretty neat. And there may be some people who. You know, maybe there's some Aorzeans, some gamers out there that aren't comfortable with their cooking skills. If these are quite easy recipes and, uh, you know, it's something that you like, this may get you into cooking. Learn mm-hmm. a, new, a new skill. Well, and new recipes, my husband's a pretty good cook. Uh, new recipes are always welcome. And this just makes it kind of fun. Yeah, know. Rollin' berry cheesecake. I love nice. it. Nice. I do. I do like me some cheesecake. Me too. So yeah. I. I. So look. Look forward to you know Yelta and Ulf maybe trying some recipes. Well, where do you we'll get, get rolling berries? <laughs> uh, I wonder. I wonder what they use. Raspberry, I think, is what it. Raspberry. Does it look like raspberries? <laughs> rolling berries are from 11. They might even be from earlier games, but I remember them specifically. Oh, rolling berry pie, absolutely. Rolling berry, rolling berry tarts. Mm-hmm. 
All right, the Moonfire Fair has begun. That was on August 13th. It's uh, pretty straightforward. It starts in, starts in Limsa. Oh, my God, I clicked the wrong thing. Yeah, yep, it starts in Limsa by the Aft Castle. Teleport. Unseasonable chills. Now, you have to be level 30 for this one, hmm. which is a little... It's kind of interesting, right? I, I wonder if that uh, means they're starting to... Because it, it's been 15. A lot of these events have been 15. True. And this one's moving it up to 30. Well, do you know how... It doesn't take any time to get to 30 anymore. No, it's it's really fast. Um, is, does this one still take you out to um, uh, Costa del Sol? Costa, yep. Takes you out to Costa. Ex- takes you out to that still Isle of Endless Summer. Yeah. Yep. Costa's a level 30 area. Typically when my... When I'm leveling any job and I hit 30, I start. I go straight to Costa to start buying gear and doing some fates and things out there. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense for the zone level. But I'm with you. I think, you know, it may be time to step up some of these these quests to a higher level. We've had higher level quests before seasonal events. Um, I think, what was it, the Shantoto one was one of them that was higher? Well, the Lightning one, you couldn't do the last oh, quest until yeah. you were 45, wasn't it? Because I have a I have a alt that has, she was only like level 40 or something, and I didn't have time to get her to 45, to, so she has all the pieces except for the last piece. So there was talk. Shanto- Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I can't remember if Shantoto was or not. Yeah, I don't remember if that one was a higher level one. So there's been talk about this one. Mainly because of the mount being a polar bear uh, for a mm-hmm. summer event, and and I saw a lot of people acting, seeming this was kind of odd. But I haven't done the event. Does this fit the event? Does it make there's, sense? There's a lore appropriate reason okay. that is explained during the event. It's not rocket surgery. People are dumb. People <laughs> have to comment on stuff before they even know. I I, Fake I won't news. I won't lie. I, I won't lie. But that I'm like, wow, a polar bear for the summer event, huh? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like go rant about how this doesn't make any sense because if you do the event, it does make sense. Go to the event. Shut up. <laughs> I didn't notice. I, didn't, I mean, that, it does seem weird, but <laughs> I didn't notice in this poster that Chloe had the dog on it, the uh, the one that looks like uh, Amaric on her head, the one that gives you the oh. the the, the, uh, the faux hollows. NPC. Oh, it's no, in the little I didn't picture. Notice. The banner at the top. That's <laughs> cute. Well, good. I'm glad it's lore appropriate. I'm glad people are, you know, off of their soapbox or their Twitter. Well, the account. hint, the hint is in the art. Okay, the hint is in the art of why oh. we might have oh. cold things. Oh, you ever had a snow cone on a hot day, Elta? It might. Might be a reason why you need no, some ice. No, we don't get those here. Oh. Well, just, yeah, no, we do. It's just ice <laughs> 24-7 up there in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. No, it was a cute event, short and sweet, and, uh, you know, pretty much there was a lot of people making giant uh, mount towers and pyramids and squares. I saw a tweet someone made, like, a they, they lined them all up and made, like, it looked like a mecca. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sky Bear Returns. I've heard that. <laughs> All right. New optional items and limited time sale. We have a new optional item. We have been theorizing and guessing in Nofika's bosom where the cruise chaser mount is going to come from. Mm-hmm. I was hoping, 
I'm not going to lie. I was hoping it would be an in-game earnable thing. Maybe something from, you know, turning in an item to the... Oh, what's his name? He's the guy you turn in ruby items for to get things. He's like the enthusiast. The mecha enthusiast or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't I remember. What you're talking about, so, yeah. so I was really hoping that it would be something in-game. But it's not. It's a Mog Station item. Mm-hmm. It's a $30 Mog Station mm-hmm. item, two-person mount. Okay, granted, it's awesome. I do wish it was rolled out in game but they've broken me at this point and it's just like they will be rolling out all the $30 mounts. We And then uh yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, we we saw this we saw this image early on and everybody and their mom were speculating where this would come from. We just started running out of places for this to come out of. There there was just not that many more places left that we could pull them out out of. And uh I think it started coming down to we might have to look at it coming from the the Mog Station, the cash shop. Yeah. Yeah. And then there is a Moonfire Fair sale. It's a lot of the, it's, you know, a couple of the emotes, a couple of the outfits from previous years. Yeah, the sale's from August 13th to August 27th. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, back back on this mount. Cause back, back to the drama. Back to the drama, because there was there was a lot of drama around this. I'm trying to find my the post I made. I, I made a discussion on Facebook because on the Facebook, it was getting wild. And I this is me just being bored at work. I, I peruse the Facebook, the Twitter handles, the official forums. I'm always looking for news. I'm always looking for stuff that's out there to see what to talk about. And there was just a lot of complaining about this mount being from those from the cash shop and i get that people complain about the cash shop a lot i i think it's i think it's a fun easy bandwagon to get on yelta and i have complained about it you know before about so much stuff being sold into the cash shop and i think we've kind of just given up on complaining about it we know that there's nothing game breaking i think when we did complain about it, it was very very early on and it was when the possibility could have been that there were there were game breaking things. There there was a possibility that there were game breaking things that could have come to the cash shop, and it, it never happened. That never occurred. Right. right. Um, There's no real in game no, advantage to having any of these things. Not at all. Um, so you know, we we put down our pitchfork and torch, and and it's been pretty hunky dory, I think, on the on the cash shop. But people have looked at this cash shop in in. In several ways, and and the the fact that the mount came out of the cash shop really got people's uh, jimmies wrestled. So I tweeted this on the Facebook, or I, I posted this on the Facebook, and I said, any argument here is a losing one. If you lock this mount behind PvP, it makes sense with, like, rival wings, but rival wings, and maybe PvP in general for some, is not great. And people will complain that they had to PvP for this mount. PvP already has a lot of glamour and mounts locked behind it, especially like the Feast with those very rare rare things. So people would already complain that PvP has so much locked behind it and that they have to PvP for something, okay? Well, how about if you lock it behind Ultimate? Makes sense if you locked it behind uh, T, right? The, the, epic of, uh, the Epic of Alexander. Well, if somebody cries, well, the 1% only do Ultimate. And they already get weapons out of it that they can brandish in town and show everybody how great they are. So why do they need an mount too? Okay, so scrap that one. Well, what if 
what if we put it in like the mega cash shop uh, in Yulemore? Well, then people will complain about buying Gil. You're just promoting Gil selling. And then between Gil selling and buying things off the cash shop, and we'll talk about this in a little bit too, the money that you get when you buy like a boost, you know, people are already acting like that's buying Gil, even though you get something stupid cheap, just enough to get by. People act like that's buying Gil in itself, like buying bukus of Gil. So the really the only logical place you could put this mount is in the cash shop because it makes it accessible for everybody. It makes you not have to prog content that only the 1% do. Makes you not have to PvP or join some mode that only a one percent of the of the environment does, or less than one percent. Um, it's a lose lose all the way around, except for Square Enix. It's going to make thirty dollars a pop off of the people who are just going to buy it. And the end. That's really it. So any argument you make over this mount, it it goes on deaf ears. Square Enix is counting cash. You don't like it? Don't buy from the cash shop. The problem is there's going to be other people that buy from the cash shop, and you can't. Tell people not to buy things from the cash shop when it's out there. And again, we'll talk about that when we talk about boosted people because you can't say that something is illegal and wrong and bad when the company themselves sell it in the cash shop. Can't make that argument. So that's my take on the whole mount thing. Let people buy the mount that they want. Let people fly around to do what they want. I'm sorry that it's not it's not an in-game thing. I do think that there should always be a way to get stuff in-game as well. But people have said that WoW has these really bad systems, and I think Star Wars made two with like the cartel coins or whatever. There's these really bad systems that make it seem like you can get things for free off the cash shop. But you have to do ten times the amount of work anybody else would normally have to do for something and you get these widgets or can you imagine if you were also getting krista every time you ground for a hundred hours of doing something so you could get him out i mean i suppose you could you could do something that way in it but you get into some real weird systems if people are making real life money off of playing in games so i don't even want to get in all that i'd rather them just sell it for 30 bucks have people cry for a week and then be past it because there's a lot of other $30 mounts that are on the cash shop as well that you can go complain about. I don't know. I still would have rather seen it. Even if it was wolf marks, I would still rather grind up 100,000 wolf marks for it or something versus it being on the cash shop. Anybody, you don't even have to be good at PvP and you can grind up wolf marks. Or put it in, you know, a blue mage thing. Blue mages are doing raids, you know, but I mean... You could use that argument though. Oh, I have to. I have to play. Ooh, I have to play the game to get stuff. For me, has never been a good excuse. You know what I mean? I do know what you That's, mean. You know, it's, ooh, I have to PvP. Well, then I go PvP to get those mounts and minions. That's what I do. You don't have to love everything about it. You know, you know. If you, if you keep following that argument about down, it's like, well, let's just put everything in the cash shop then. Well, and then you can make the argument like you could just give everybody everything and then yeah. it doesn't even matter anymore. So things have to matter. I'm I'm firmly with the crowd that believes you have to have unobtainable items in a game. You just really have to have games that not everybody can get. There are things that I will never get in this game. There are things oh. I cannot get because yeah. they've already passed. I can't get right. it all. And there's things that you can't get either. There are things that yeah. people I'll in our free company that want to get everything and they will never get yeah. it. 
I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there's people yeah, out there. There's that a lot of stuff I won't get. <laughs> it, 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 it just will not happen. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I can agree to some extent. I think that if you lock this behind some really heavy hitting content and make people go do it, it gives a, a self worth. It makes it, it makes it really special. It does take the worth out of it to make it sell it in a cash shop. It doesn't make it special, but you can only put so many mouths locked behind so many content and daddy needs a new server. Daddy Yoshida needs yeah. a new server. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I, I still, I still don't like the cash app that much. I mean, now mind you, it doesn't stop me from buying all the shit off of it because it's the only way I can get it. You know? All right. The Shadowbringers Final Fantasy 14 original soundtracks available on streaming services. I don't stream a lot of audio, but that's cool. I think it's really neat. They block uh, on... they block this at work for me. I can't use Spotify. I can only use Pandora, oh, so it's kind of stinks. Okay. I have the soundtrack, so not big deal. So it's eighty four songs from the Patch Five Point Everything series from Patch Five Point One through Five Point Five, and it's releasing on September fifteenth. You can't stream. Sp- well, I think. Oh, it's got through five point five. Okay, well, yeah, that's special. Right? That's that's interesting. But yeah, no, it's nice. I don't think we're allowed to technically stream audio or video at work, mm. other than stuff they re- you know require us to. Right. Right. Yeah, there's that's actually a lot. It's a lot of music. That's more than what's on the Shadowbringers soundtrack itself. If you go and buy the Shadowbringers soundtrack, I think it goes through like five two or five three, um, and and you're not getting the five four five five. I mean, I think there's been those um, mini albums that you can get caught up on on some of the tracks. I'd have to go into my music, which wouldn't take me more than a, a minute here, but. Um, yeah, there's there's quite a bit of music in Shadowbringers. Typically, they cut the album in half and sell it in um, in two halves. And so, what we've been getting though are the EPs. So, Shadowbringers OST uh, basically will take you through um, uh, Blue Fields, Force Your Way. So, I think that's five two, um, and then you've got three EPs. Shadowbringers EP 1, 2, and 3. That'll bring you through patch 5.3, 5.4, and 5.5. It's pretty cool. Getting it all. Yeah. All right. And then I think I'm going to throw this one over to Ruby. He, I, I, I read about this a little bit, but I think you actually read the, the whole thing. Well, I went down the rabbit hole. I was, uh, I was perusing the Twitter at work, and I saw our good friend and lore book uh, – uh, contributor anonymous and he was tweeting about the the markings on um Moonbrita and the rest of the uh the scions how they have their their markings you know like on the neck or on the face um that symbolize that their scions are are children of are students of Baldizian. and i realized that that was part of a longer interview with oda the Lord God, the King of Lore himself, over Final Fantasy XIV, uh, Banrioda, and uh, this was just one question out of like a series of ten questions. So I'll I'll just kind of trot through this guy. Um, Fifteen questions, in fact. 
so the first question that they ask him, and this is a translate article uh, from Four Gamer. Question one: Did the Warrior of Light bake all those coffee biscuits? Um, and it's kind of a cute answer that that he gives. Um, he's happy that people read the Guildly flavor text. He would say that the person who made all the ki- coffee biscuits mentioned the story depends on how many times you, as the Warrior of Light, have completed the Guild Leaf, a cookie for your troubles. So that Guild Leaf, you make uh, you make cookies in them. And so he he gave a silly example of like if you've only done the leave once, you know, like they they sniff the biscuits and that's kind of the deal. And if you've done it ten times, you know, like somebody just eats all your biscuits and buries their face in it like Cookie Monster. But if you do it a hundred times, you've done enough for a whole storefront and Reen and Gaia and Ishtola have even eaten them. So it's just kind of a fantasy little answer to make you feel good. Again, like with the cooking stuff – People's RP, their 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 head cannon, their lore. People get really deep into the cooking. Like, how did I, as the warrior of light, contribute to all the wonderful things in the world? So, I personally have never thought about the cookie biscuits more than just the quest. <laughs> um, I did see this in the official forums to sidestep a post about. I do not consider myself to be the warrior of light, and I wish there was a way to toggle that I was not called the warrior of light in all the quests. And it was like, what? How could you do that? He's like, there are so many already so-called warriors of light. I just want to be a dragoon. Can I just be a dragoon that helps the warrior of light and flag it so my character doesn't get called the warrior of light? It's like, the, who, the hell do, who the hell would be the person in the story? That's, who? that's the central driving thing thought for this entire game how does that even work dude it's like i'm so egotistical i don't even want to be the warrior of light make a separate side he's like everybody else is the warrior of light i want to be i want to be so special i want to be a nobody character that you singly write a story around (laughs) okay all right dude okay let's just rewrite the game for you if you want that lord just log off okay play a different game i guess i don't know or <laughs> no, you're not the hero. live your life that's one of the things people are like are like a lot of people who have come to this game recently i've, I've seen that is like ooh, you're actually the central character you're not just some dude who shows up to kill 18 chickens you you actually are like the protagonist Mielta. of the entire game that is the fundamental divide right now between the yeah. wow player base and the final fantasy 14 player base the fundamental divide, which I don't think there necessarily is one, but if you look at two polarizing sides, it's a group of people who look at 14 and go, here is my my space to enjoy this lore and to be absorbed in this story. And there's been a flood of people who don't care about lore coming into this game, and they have every right to not care about the story. The game is oh, written yeah. I don't care. as a story-based JRPG, but... If people want to play a Final Fa- – if somebody wants to play Final Fantasy VII and just continually hit the X button and just – I don't care what Cloud says. I don't care what Aeris says. I don't care what Barrett says. Just get me through this crap. I heard there was a cool battle at the end with a one-winged angel. Mm-hmm. Who am I to say mm-hmm. that they didn't play the game? Anyway, that's a completely – we'll talk about that when we talk about boosting. <laughs> um, okay, what's important for you, Oda-san, when creating a story – What's the most important thing for creating for Oda? Pragmatically speaking, he says he takes the story's medium into consideration and through that lens takes a hard look at its intended audience and its purpose. 14 is a game, which means that the story itself is not the final product. 
Various elements like character models, backgrounds, animations, music, so on, are necessary to bring the story to life. But they also have to be mindful of whether the story and all related elements can be realized within their game's design and schedule. They have to synchronize everything with the player's game experience. So it's more than just create, telling a big story, but with all the other pieces that flow, flow with it and the constraints to really get that story across. He mentions, you know, when you play as a healer, your story should have to do around healing in some way. So they have to make that fit into the storyline. As well as like, you know, I'm sidestepping here too, but the lore around... Hey, healers, don't just heal. You should DPS too. You know, like fitting that shit in there too, in within the lore, which makes sense. Um, I also thought it was kind of cute. They talked about uh, the squid that um, uh, that they make uh, Estinian eat in the because he's got this affinity for the squid or whatever. Hey, bring me back some squid from the east. They actually just shrunk down a kraken model and squeezed it in. So there's cute ways that they can get around these limitations by taking existing models and using it for lore purposes. So pretty neat. Uh, inspiration or references. What are your references? Do you use the Bible or myths or classics? And he says all of them. He referenced a song of ice and fire twice. Um, I guess that's the good book from uh, game of thrones that was at the first one i think um that he references a lot of like he uses tactics ogre uh in his stuff or the roses yes the bible of course um it just anything that he can get his hands on um doing that but i think he also mentioned something about his his wife gave him some inspiration or people ask him to read certain things and um and that's how he gets inspiration for finding um uh, new things for the story so pretty neat uh where is the current count zamel um we get to see terrison de zamel in the game but i've yet to meet the current count or have i not found him yet he says that's uh i think it's coming they're working on the it's, it may have something to do with the construction of ishgard i feel like that's one of those stay tuned sort of things Big one here. This was a big bomb drop, and I think this was one of the ones that Anonymous was tweeting about. When did the Heaven's Ward become enthralled? When exactly did the Heaven's Ward become enthralled? Sir Zephyrin designated those with exceptional abilities as members when he became Archmandrite. Was he tempered at that point? Oda says, uh, when the previous one retired, Zephyrin was chosen chosen as archimandrite and was allowed to designate the new members of the heavens word when all 12 were first granted an audience with the uh with the archbishop that is when they were turned or became enthralled however the archbishop did not temper them where their minds were quote unquote fully cooked he only kept them at a quote unquote rare state so they wouldn't be mindless so they weren't puppets that did nothing but repeat words of worship but nevertheless ensured that they would obey the archbishop's orders and never betray him, which is different than what primals like Ifrit do to their thralled. Isn't that interesting? That's actually really interesting. It's it's different, yeah. Yeah. That was a that was a different feel and a lot of people have had that debate. When were the heavens word uh, enthralled? Because they seemed to have their faculties, right? They weren't like, Oh, Archbishop, we love you. 
Okay, another lore draw, uh, lore bomb. Why do the Archons have marks in different places? I'd like to know more about the mark of the Archons. I've noticed that the Archons bear the mark in a variety of places, like on their neck or cheek, forehead. Is there a rank within the Archons or something that dictates where the mark goes? Why is Urianche the only one on his face, like Louis Swa and Matoya? Oda says there are two designs for the Archon's crest, the official and a simplified. Let's take a look at Moonbrita. The mark on her leg is official. The one on her neck is simplified. Each Archon can choose whether they'd like to bear one or both, as well as where to put it. Seems like a bold choice for Urianje to have it on his face, but what he really wanted was to have it on his forehead like his respected mentor, Mike Tyson. I'm sorry, Louis Swap. <laughs> Um, kidding folks, but yes, it's, um, it's pretty interesting. I think people were looking for a deeper answer to that. Not that the two symbols were the same, but that they were something different. Like the students about Disney and get one and something else means another. Um, I feel like that's a little ham fisted answer that it was just like, oh yeah, well it is what it is now. We just kind of go with it. I, I would have liked to have heard more about that. All right, Namazu. Why do they speak in the Ibaraki Ibaraki dialect? Forgive me for butchering that. Um, They use certain expressions that are from a certain dialect in Japan, and Oda was asked if they were based after that dialect. He said, not really. Uh, We have a rule in the style guide for scenario writers that clearly states that Namazu don't speak with that dialect. Uh, but they do use certain expressions that are derived directly from the dialect, um, and they, they use it for emphasis or to show how it's eccentric that um, gaioki is in particular. It's not a word that all Namazu use. So a little interesting take. Something that I don't guess gets translated well to, to English. Okay, as a summoner, this is, this is for me. Um, why can summoners call forth Phoenix? Also, is Tiamat upset when we summon Bahamut? So this was a this was a funny little tongue in cheek answer that Oda, pull, Oda pulled off, um, and I'll, I'll give um, Anonymous's take after the fact. But uh, Oda says Louis Waugh used Phoenix's power of rebirth to reconstruct the environment destroyed by Bahamut. This caused corrupted crystals to appear all over renewed Eorzea. Doesn't the color of those crystals look familiar? That's right, they're the same color as Phoenix. When Phoenix returned to Aether, and all said Aether was spread all over Eorzea and embedded within those corrupted crystals. The Warrior of Light who passed from Cartno into a Realm Reborn unknowingly came in contact with Phoenix's Aether as well, which is why all summoners can call on Phoenix, regardless of whether, whether they've completed Binding Coil or not. Regarding Tiamat, she was extremely displeased in the Telephori uh, that were abusing Bahamut's powers, but she would not also be happy with you to twist and misuse his power as well. So treat Bahamut right if she's going to let you do it. Um, But the funny part about Oda and the crystals is that Anonymous caught him in a little fib because Oda says that Phoenix causes corrupted crystals to turn orange, but we all uh, we all seem to remember that in 1.0 the colored crystals were there. We had over aspected aetherites that were orange, because um, um, Atomos was sucking the aether out of them and was causing some major issues. So 
Nice try, Oda. Trying to cover that one up pretty quick. Trying to make that work, but uh, it is a little little neat uh, retcon uh, that they try to pull there. Cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on. How effective are healers at healing injuries? Uh, basically, they use healing magic to replenish life force and bolster a target's natural healing capabilities. That's why you can't see somebody, like, fix an amputation with this, because it's only going to use what nature currently has. Now, symptoms like a, uh, you know, like an arm getting cut off or something major happening, there are, uh, you know, potions, alchemic concoctions real life medicines that will help with that but yeah you're not growing uh you're not growing Raban's arm back with a cure spell mm-hmm. and also you're only revolving reviving a ko status right i think we've all known since final fantasy one knocked out isn't the same as dead right you're you're just reviving somebody's knocked out status all right, uh, in the area of the in-game countries, how big are the countries? Can you tell us how big some of these countries are? Um, they can give some kind of like references to some land masses, but I think there's some land masses that we haven't seen that are really big. They said that um, several large countries that are currently imperial colonies exist, but they are hidden by the clouds on the world map. So I'm interested in that. Um, they already mentioned Dalmasca is like the second biggest empire or second biggest country. Garlean Empire would be the largest because it conquered had so many separate nations. Um, Azim Steppe is also fairly big. And Eorzea is small in comparison, um, especially with the city-states each being smaller. Um, Ishgard shrunk because of the weather changes. Um, they had to retreat from some of their areas. All right, next question. The Calamity's impact on the world. The Seventh Umbral Calamity rained shards of Dalamid all over. Did anything happen to other areas of the world? Well, of course, Oda says it was a worldwide disaster, but because it was centered over Eorzea, it got the brunt. Uh, It did not affect other areas nearly as much. Printing technology in Eorzea. uh, Do they have it? They talk about it in Skysteel Manufacturing. Quest line. Uh, there is, in fact, certain ways that printing works, but it's different than in our world. For example, Ulda has a bunch of mammoths that can copy stuff. So it's interesting to look at how each nation or different technologies would be able to um, reproduce printing methods. I'm sure the Alligans had some pretty advanced methods of printing, but I guess we keep losing all that technology. Every time a, uh, every time <laughs> a calamity happens, we lose everything, right? Um, are the Ixal domesticating boars? The short answer is yes. Uh, in fact, you can get a lot of minions and see see different boar-like things, like the shaggy shoat dropping from one of the uh, Ixal dungeons. So, uh, yeah, they, they like the pork. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this one I thought was really neat, especially if you were into uh, fairy lore. Uh, is Faol's bell in the first made of bronze? Because pixies are repelled by iron, I noticed that the bells were green and could be made of bronze. And Otis says, you were wise. Because yes, they are green bells because uh, they do not look like they're made from iron. They're made from bronze. But, as a side note, the bells on Eorzea are all made of silver with a brass pedestal. So, no iron in any of the bells. But really neat from a, cool. from a fairy lore standpoint. 
I didn't realize that. I think I'd heard that lore before, but didn't didn't realize it. Are Diabolos or Diablos and Diablo different beings? Uh, there's the Diablo armament in Daldria or Dalriada. I, I call it Daldria, but Dalriada. <laughs> um, uh, is and then you've got Diablos, the Void Scent. Uh, are they the same? What's the deal? Um, Otis says you can assume that they are the same type of void scent. The name is written differently in different contexts because different civilizations uh, said summon them. So the Maki called it Diablos. The Allegan called it Diablo. Uh, So yeah, they're pulling power from the the 13th, from the void. It is technically the same. Just different way to say it. So there you go. That is uh, that is the gist. That is all the lore. Thank you to uh, Anonymous for talking about this uh, so much on Twitter and on the official forums. And thank you to Four Gamer for doing this interview. So pretty cool. Um, I love to learn. I learned. I love to learn new things about this game, especially from from Oda himself. There's definitely some interesting things, and it kind of tickles me that they try to like retcon some stuff it's like no just leave it be well yeah i saw a tweet the other day and i didn't call the guy out on it i think he must be semi-popular in some circles i I try not to get into things with people on twitter over stupid trivial stuff but you know you see something that's kind of like wrong and you're like is it my memory or what and and the tweet was about music in in thanaland zones in 1.0 and it was like Oh, I remember how the night music in Ulda used to play Twilight over Thanalan. And I'm like, well, number one, there wasn't night music in 1.0. There was no, there were day night cycles, but no cycle of music. And there was no other theme inside of Ulda other than, you know, whatever it's called, Faces of Ulda, whatever it's called. I don't remember what the name of the music song is called. And then. Only in like 118 or beyond did they add a second zone music. They added, um, well, it's called like twiddle, twiddle winks or fiddlesticks or something <laughs> like that, uh, to one of the, to one of the zones to mix it up. So like two of the zone areas had one song and two of the zone areas had a different song and just to kind of give it a little life. But it was always Twilight over Thanalan over every old Daw zone when 1.0 launched. And it's like, are people losing their memories or are they just claiming to be legacy now because they've been playing since heaven's word? You know, I'm old school. (laughs) I rode with a Stinian when we took the uh, Dravanian horde. Like, no, fool. (laughs) Remember, we... We fought in the streets of Ulda. Mm-hmm. No, you don't remember. Because you were hearing mm-hmm. Twilight over Thanalan at the night music, and that's not what it was. So, anyway, just little stuff like that sets me off. I, I, I'm like, am I am I too old now? Am I Now I'm that crotchety old guy that's like, I remember 1.0. Oh, I've forgotten more than I remember. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't Maybe remember. on purpose. People sometimes ask me stuff, and I'm like, I don't know i don't remember all right what's on top we have a developer's blog moonfire fair is feeling hot 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 it's just basically about the moonfire fair they talk about the seasonal event from the 13th through the 26th how to participate by talking to the little npc in ulda picture of the mount picture of the mount's weird snowflake when you push the button 
The uh, Moonfire Mask stall is cute. These Some of these stalls are cute, but it's like, I'm not going to put all this stuff up in my yard. No, and I have a small house. It's like there's only mm-hmm. so much shit you can fit in the yard. Yeah. And a couple of in-the-house uh, food plates. Tabletop I like the grilled corn. Yeah. It's cute. A little short and sweet post. And then we have Let's Take Some Shots. Let us discuss boost drama. I'm going to let Ruby take it. I have comments, but I'm letting Ruby take it. Lord. So, oh, Lord. <laughs> this, like I was saying earlier, the last couple of weeks have been pretty drama-filled in 14. And when I say drama-filled, this is all weak drama. I think this is very superficial drama that's been going on. The drama around the Sage Icon from people who don't understand accessibility that that was all just pomp and circumstance and that was over in a in a matter of days and we recently had the cruise chaser drama which again is about a superficial thing it's about do people want to buy a mount or not whatever <laughs> big fucking i care deal. but i'm not gonna write a trusty uh, you know i'm not gonna rant about it. I, there, make a petition you know there's lots of them on <laughs> change.org you Let's know go. But n- neither one of those things are game breaking. They don't. The mount doesn't move faster. It doesn't make sages better. None of that. All right. So the newest drama is this boost drama, and there's the boosting thing. I think has been around for a minute. You know, since boosts were sold, and when I say boost, I'm talking about story skips and and job boosts. And I'm just using this this term boost in general. Mainly saying using both, and mainly in the sense of somebody who has not played 14 up to this point, level 80, and is using it to skip to level 70, plus all of the content up until Shadowbringers. That's basically what I mean by boost, and how we're, how we're phrasing that. However, there's been a lot of drama around boosts recently... More so than there has been in the past. And I believe this comes in tandem with the influx of WoW players. Now, now both of these things are not new new things at all. No. We talked about this over the last couple of episodes that the WoW influx has been happening for quite some time. There has been waves before. Nothing's new there. And there's nothing new with the boosts. People have been using... Story skips and job boosts for a while, you know? And people kind of know when you see somebody who's boosted because they probably don't know their tooltips. They don't know that Monk has positionals. They don't know that how to use their AoE stuff in dungeons. And it's more like stuff you just pick up when you play. You know, you got told or you watched somebody else in a dungeon that, hey, just use your AoEs if it's two or more mobs or three or more mobs in a dungeon. Hey, just, you know, you can dot all the mobs as a healer and you can keep your DPS up a little bit because you got all these off global cooldowns or does a tank do this or whatever. You got those other little nuances like should the tank run ahead? Should people pull to the tank? Da, da, da. And people can discuss that crap all day long. None of that tells me you are a booster or not. It's not understanding your tooltips, not understanding your rotation, not understanding... Um, things fundamentals about your job i think that would be the the bigger glaring aspect about somebody who has boosted their job um story skip who cares right it's lore right 
Well, people care. Yeah. Let me tell you right now, people care, and it's become a it's become a drama. So. The, the biggest thing that's happened is there's a streamer, and I don't watch this guy. This is not a promotion of anybody. I don't watch any of these people. But there's this guy, Limit Maximum. Uh, Limit Maximum has a Twitch channel and posts his stuff on YouTube. Um, he's a streamer, and uh, he wants to do some streaming. He's been streaming for a while. He's, he's at his YouTube channel since 2012. Uh, it's it's 2021 as we speak, so he's had that for quite a bit. Um, and he he says he's going to play some 14 with his friends. He does a lot of wild stream, and he says he's going to play some 14 with his friends. And he's boosting. He ain't doing any of the story crap. He's not he's not leveling a job. He's going to boost. Um, and people don't like this. There there's a post I'm going to read here in a second that is vehemently against this person and uh and his uh his boosting but i'm gonna read a little twit longer from maximum not the whole thing but the things i think are relevant to this discussion and he starts hey guys i'm starting some ff raids soon with a few friends and upon playing the game i've noticed a few things different in the community that i'd like to write about uh he says i started playing final fantasy almost a year ago uh, during the uh, some down downtime in WoW and of uh, BFA to see the game and play around with the content, I made it to max level. Did the first Savage boss before big time prep for Shadowlands became a priority. I boosted. If you ever watch my channel, I play MMOs for a specific reason. I like end game PvP. I'm sorry, end game PVE. That's it. I don't care about story. We literally just killed Sylvanas on Mythic. This is WoW content. Just killed Sylvanas, and the only thing I know about her is that she snapped in half, made the Shadowlands, and she fucked up a tree. Well, that's more than I knew about Sylvanas. Um, Boosting for me in 14 is a way for me to enjoy the game for what I like about it. There is absolutely zero chance that I or someone who plays games in a similar reason would make it through the slog of quests and cutscenes to make it to max level or even make it through ARR. The reason I'm saying all this is that a year ago, I didn't hear a single negative thing about boosting. It wasn't because I was unknown. I was the highest view count streamer in all of the FF section and got a lot of people from different parts of the game to watch and enjoy. Something has happened in the past year, uh, and people are choosing to boost for the exact same reason, are being angrily gatekept by what I assume to be a extremely vocal minority within the 14 community. It honestly sounds like what the worst part of the WoW community sounds like, but somehow has been ported to Final Fantasy within the last year. I don't think these people have bad intentions. I think more than anything else, this game is getting more attention, and they don't want it to fall off. They want these new players and streamers to fall in love with the game the same way they did. The story. The story is the biggest selling port of 14, and when people they see people willingly skip it, they feel they'll quit the game without seeing why it's great to them. In the first place. Imagine you're showing your favorite movie to your best friend and they're on their phone during the cool part. You pause the movie, rewind it because you want them to see it. It's exactly the same way in that, uh, in my opinion. They're scared people are going to miss out the best part of the movie and say that the movie was bad. Uh, and this goes back to Quinn. When Quinn, this is the guy that we talk about that so stood in the AOEs. When Quinn boosted recently and subsequently said he didn't like the game or the story. I don't know if this is true or not, but... Uh, it would certainly make more sense if this had an impact on this whole situation. Regardless, let people play the game they want to play. If people don't fuck with WoW quests or WoW lore, but they like WoW, there's no chance that they're going to make it to 80 in Final Fantasy without boosting. 
It's not a large majority of people, but the gatekeeping has to stop. These people leveling characters off screen are are leveling characters off screen just to not get harassed. It's fucking strange. He talks a bit about game tribalism, but it's more around CSGO and WoW. And then he finishes up with upcoming Final Fantasy streams. And the only part I really care about this is that he says... He's playing 14 soon with the intention of doing the raid flight fights blind with the gear knowledge that they had at progression. He's got a nice team of people, some world first players uh, from Limit, Echo, Pieces, some content crea- creators, and some casual players. It's going to be fun, but I want to state that what this content is is going to be since from what I've seen, the people majority are misunderstanding what we're doing. And that misunderstanding, I believe, is what's coming out from people saying wow dude you're gonna boost and stream and ruin everybody else's experience around you because you're not gonna know how to play and you're not gonna know crap about this game and three other people in a dungeon are gonna have to put up with you single targeting killing mobs when you should be aoing or not pulling to the end of the dungeon or whatever and uh it's complete bullshit. It's complete manufactured outrage over nothing. So I want to read the manufactured outrage. I want to read this post that has been okay. p- targeted. I'm not going to read this person's name. It's easy to find. It's still out there today. Uh, it's a Lollafell. No, not really. But it's um, we're talking about people who just have this this narrow point of view about how people should play the game. So here's the post. On Twitter, it says, apparently not supposed to, not supporting boosting and the in-game money it gives you is toxic. Most of the people who quit WoW due to the store items and boosts in uh, the Burning Circle are now justifying boosts in 14 just because some limit idiot is coming over. This is just a bunch of fucking morons. I don't give a shit all he wants to do is raid. I don't care because raiding is fun. I do care, however... Think I do, however, think it's stupid that he and his friends are undoubtedly going to talk like they're the best at the game but couldn't be bothered to level past 15. All this guy and his psychophants are doing is justifying boosters to skip the leveling process through store-bought instant gratification, then act like they earned that raid kill. You aren't earning shit. You bought the win. But I guess Limit is used to that. Okay, so I... Burst out laughing. Oh, my God. Go ahead. I don't know what this guy's problem is directly with Limit. This person may have, like, a vendetta against um, Limit Maximum or Maximum Limit, whatever this guy's name is. But um, there may be a vendetta. There may be some other stupidity that's going on behind the scenes. Well, and maybe there is a history, but I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about the history either. I take this just like I took the Gold situation as somebody who purely – is coming in playing 14. I'm only judging them by their 14 streams and what their comments are on 14. I don't know what they said about uh, about anybody in 2014, 2012, 20, 2008. I don't know what they did or said back then in their high school yearbook. Mm-hmm. Okay, What I do know is what they've done on a 14 stream and are promoting the game and what does it say about those that are playing 14. When I see somebody like Maximum Limit – is that his name? Maximum limit maximum. Apologize. Limit maximum. Say it. I'm going to do something with seven people that I know, and we're going to do this this way, and we've all agreed to it, and it's supposed to be fun. And you're welcome to come watch my fun and come give me money if you want to. Come watch my stream and give me ad revenue if you want to. 
that's that's his fucking right. That's his pri- that's his prerogative to do well, that. If a if the in-game store allows you to buy something and you buy it and then you say me and my friends are going to do whatever, then why not? If somebody bought Final Fantasy 7 and said I don't care about the lore and just gets to the end, who am I to say why not? If the game allows you to do certain things, and you do them or you don't do them, but you have mm, F-U-N, fun, at the end of it, who am I to say not? And when this person says, I don't care because raiding is fun, I don't care that this person is having fun doing the stuff that they're doing. I think that they're stupid because they're going to think that they're great. You're worried about what somebody's going to think about themselves after doing – you're mad that somebody's having fun doing a content and what kind of like – you're worried that somebody's getting some sort of stream credit for doing something? I also don't understand the comment about buying the win. Now, the, the, I guess there's some comments around that you get gill when you boost, but again, it's – it's a very small amount to give you it's some minuscule. It's not going to. It's not going to let you walk out and buy best in slot for whatever ultimate they're doing. Right. Um, I, I I don't understand how you bought a how you bought a ultimate win by boosting. If that was the case, I would just boost. Then I would have my ultimate wins, and I could just walk around with weapons. But. That's, oh yeah, I have all the shinies because I if, gave the Mog Station Honestly, Yelta, if this is the type of entitlement that we're going to have, again, you and I are legacy. You have legit White Raven earrings. There should oh, yeah. be an NPC sucking your dick every day in the game, right? Like, shouldn't that be – like, shouldn't you have a mount? Oh, they're in my basement. They're oh, my basement. OK. Well, that's what I keep yeah, my Lollafells in the uh, – <laughs> in, 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 uh, in my squadron for – no, oh no, you God. should have an NPC with somebody just, you know, like whatever you want. You should – all I'm trying to say is if it was about entitlement based on how long you played the game, Yelta and I should be riding on giant crowns. But that isn't the way this is. This right. game is played. That's not the way this works. You're telling me somebody in the alpha for 1.0 should be better than somebody – in the, that's not the way this works. And I think some people have done some research on said people or whatever to talk about how many <laughs> how many jobs they've got leveled or whatever else. I mean you start throwing stones in glass houses, you're going to have issues. So, Yelta, I know you've got some major comments around this. I've, I've, got, I've got a few comments. First of all, I support what Max is doing. I don't, I don't like level boosts. I, it makes me sad that people don't enjoy the storyline, but it doesn't hurt me. Right. Start with number one. This is a JRPG story and stick to the MSQ and work your way through and learn all your abilities and buttons, you know, and learn to raid with other people. That's, I think, how it was written. But they also gave us the option to jump, like you said. And this person, Max, has a plan. Max has people lined up to accompany him with his plan. And they've decided they don't care about the story. They just want to do... The raid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also. It also looks like they do end game stuff in other games. These are people who are not gonna just. There are people who buy boosts that I don't like. They they boost. They jump into a dungeon and they get you all killed. I have been there. I've been there and I've I've also had where I've been in there and they've admitted to buying their account from someone. These people are garbage people. Mm-hmm. But that's not what Max is doing. They're gonna read their buttons. 
They're gonna they're gonna boost. They're gonna get into the game. The tiny bit of gill you're given for that is not gonna mean anything. And they're gonna they want to go blind, which means they are gonna have to learn how to play the game. They're gonna have to learn how to play together. They're gonna have to first of all unlock it. So they you know they might they there might be a few unless they're doing it all together. You know they still have to do the don't you have to like clear whatever the raid is savage before you mm-hmm. do the ultimate. Oh yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're going to have to do all that, but they're doing it together, first of all. Or even if they weren't, if, if this was a solo person and they put out their PF and got people to join it, they're like going in blind. And then they get consent from other people that they're going in blind, even if you bought a boost or not. I don't know. I don't, this is not buying a win. You still have to perform the fight. You still have to push the buttons good. You still have to find a team who can all push buttons good. Uh, you know, if they, you know, if they don't like the story, they don't care about the story. That's, it's not hurting anyone. The, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? They decide to queue up for roulettes and, and do a dungeon poorly. Well, cause they need tomes or something. I mean, I don't know. And I have a feeling that this person plays Endgame, they're gonna, they're gonna have gear and they're gonna read their tooltips. And, you know, yeah, they might stand in some orange shit and we might laugh at them. But it's like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not crying a river about this. I, I, I'm sad that there are people out there who don't care about the story, but it also doesn't hurt me. This is not hurting anyone. The only one who might be slowing down is these guys who are going to prog without having experienced any other, you know, they, they don't know which which one are they going to do. All the Probably raid all fights blind. I think about right? it, Yelta. I mean, like, yeah. this is this guy's making streaming cash for a living, yeah. right? You want to stretch that shit out as long as possible. You want people to yell at the screen. You want people to, it's a, you're an entertainer. That's, that's the difference. Yeah. You know, we're not, if you and I were doing it, yeah, we, we fuck around and go blind the first night because you know, that's, we just want that experience, yeah. that thrill, but that thrill is gone after that. We want to clear the ship. This guy don't mm-hmm. want to clear it and he wants to stream it. He wants to stretch they it out as long as possible it. to make money. I, I mean, I'm not stupid. Yeah. You know, it's all about entertainment. The, the 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 stupid one is the one that lets the entertainer draw them in emotionally. Like this Joe Blow who's commenting, you have been pulled into the trap. Not that Maximum Limit really has set a trap out for you, but any entertainer that is living rent-free in your head. You know, if I'm sitting here thinking of Kevin Hart or something, well, damn, Kevin Hart's winning because I'm thinking about him. And I'm probably going to mm-hmm. laugh at the next joke that he says if I see an image of him or a next movie that comes out. Being like, yeah, that, that Kevin Hart is great. I, if somebody's living in your head rent-free, mm-hmm. then they've won. And so – and all Limit's trying to do is have fun. <laughs> well, and how pathetic are you to get your panties in a twist about this? Oh, it's so stupid. I mean – well, and then the other one that also made me die is it doesn't – take that much skill it takes more time than skill to actually hit level 80 and get through the storyline sure right i i've done complete playthroughs on two characters where i read everything i'm doing a realm reborn on a third character i've actually done a realm reborn on several characters and theoretically then you know it's i don't know how many hours of playing whatever and this, 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 
It's not hurting anything. This individual is not going into dungeons messing up anybody else's run. If there's anybody out there that's boosting and messing up other people's runs, I do get some sort of – I give some sympathy yes. for that because I've seen some comments. Even – Zenesis had a really great rebuttal to this. You should watch this video. It's funny. It's a little crass, but – if you like that kind of humor. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably do like Genesis's humor. So go go watch that video. And um, it's pretty funny. Um, but one of the comments in the chat while we were watching the video, my wife had me pause it so we could see it, was that somebody said, you can tell the boosters by their second ring slot. They have a crafted ring slot typically because they don't, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't do other content to get the second ring that's usually best in slot. They just went for something. Penta melded it and, and went mm-hmm. or something, you know, or maybe not even Penta melded. So um, I thought that was kind of a, a tool, bit, uh, a, like a, a tidbit that I wasn't expecting. But then also, do you check every tank, dude, that's in a dungeon oh. to see if they're boosted? Like, is that how rent free that people like well, I never check anybody. I guess I don't do dungeons enough that I'm worried about. The t- God, this tank looks like he's, he's he looks like he sucks. a wipe. I mean, usually, unless there's a wipe, I usually don't check. And honestly, the people who see it's not boosted or non-boosted. It's decent, good players or experienced players or bad players or maybe just inexperienced players. I don't know how many times I've gotten in there. And accessories can be hard to a point, but yeah, because I'm doing it again, where it's like there's no belt till eight. There's no, but by the time you're in a dungeon, there's usually something. But there's like, you can get to fifty and not have gotten a good second ring upgrade. I mean, that's oh not yeah, even, absolutely. That two fifty, it's the ring, the accessory situation is it's gonzo kind of garbage. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Yeah. So there's but there's a yeah, lot. I, 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 how many how many times have I gotten into somewhere and the tank has no accessories? Lots. And these are not people who boosted. These are people who just either didn't care or didn't know you should try to. You know, find find that leave quest that'll give you a ring, or buy one off of the market board, or buy one off an NPC, or you know, do a quest that gives you one. You know, there's that it's good players and bad players, or experienced players and inexperienced players. It's not always good or bad, but it's like this this Max's plan is fine, and is I you know they're they're experienced MMOers and they're going consensually to do this content together. Why are you so worried about it? What I mean, show me on the doll where, you know, the raider touched you. I just uh, fuck. They they it's much ado about nothing. There it's 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 total crap. I had one other comment, I can't think of what it is now, but it was about oh, no. how stupid all this stuff was. I I'm at a loss for words. I kind of, I kind of get that Peter Griffin, who the hell cares, uh, meme in my head. Whenever this kind of stuff happens, <laughs> and I know, and when I, when, when I bitch about the Mog Station, people are like, "Who the hell cares?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I also didn't write four or three. I didn't write a bunch of tweets in a row about how horrible it is. Oh yeah, you could have been, uh, you could have gotten famous like this person did for, uh, mm, for this kind up. of trash. I, I would rather be blown up for you know, being nice to someone. I don't know. All right. I noticed we had a couple of tweets, so we're going to do happy hour. We have the first one is from Coden. Code, I don't know. Alakota. 
Uh, just wanted to say that you guys have a great podcast. I'm one of the recent WoW refugees and was looking for a Final Fantasy XIV podcast to listen to at work. And man, am I glad I found this one. You guys have a great rhythm together and are very informative. Cheers. Thank you so much. Thank you so much Thank for you. listening. I, uh, I, I hope we're not too anti-WoW. No, no I think we're not. <laughs> I, I'd also be interested... You don't even have to tell us publicly. We won't say anything, but kind of curious, you know, why, why you left. Is it the same reasons everybody else is saying? Are you, it's just nothing to do in the game, or are you taking a political stand, or are you just bored? All right, and then No Dice says, Returning player, Mythic Wall Refugee in process. I originally played Tell 58 Dragoon and got asked to 50. Game has changed a lot, it seems. Final Fantasy XIV always felt like a system bloat, so many systems on top of systems for gearing, especially, and that hasn't changed any way high. I'm not sure. There's just, there's like, there's like crafted gear and quest gear and tone gear and, well, there's like AF. Well, I think, I think you're right, no dice, but I also think that they've made simpler ways to cut through it and you're probably seeing all this stuff but a lot of it is superfluous and and it it is an issue with the game it has to do with the way that the patch cycles that one really great i think it was the jesse cox video that talked about the patch cycles and that when 14 goes through the the catch-up phases and then the next home phase and the catch-up phase and the next home phases and then you leave an expansion you go the next one you almost just cut through all of that bullshit like you don't even like all of that all that stuff in level 70 it's just like you just cut through all that bullshit by the highest level tome mm-hmm. stuff that you can afford with poetics and then just cut through it and then just move to the next one it only gets like kind of bloated when you get to the 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 level 80 now which will be 90 when we get the to end walker yeah. the current stuff and if you're there from the get go it's pretty good cuz you know you got tome stuff and then the upgrades to the tome stuff if you want to wait to the the point one, the point three, or the point fives, the odd number patches. Then you got the 24-man raid stuff. But you start to see that bloat grow. So I can imagine if you come back in like a 5.4 or a 5.5, you got all that bloat from 5.0 all the way up to 5.5 that you have to wade through because you can't cut through the bullshit with poetics like you could for the 70 and the 60. And at one time, we didn't even have that. You know, the poetics weren't that knife right through all the all the other crap to get to it. So hopefully they continue to streamline that. But like if I was coming in, I hadn't played since the end of 4.0 or something and I saw all the gear and I couldn't remember. Well, wasn't it before you had to have this number of books and this number of coins and this number of things? Be like, guys, Jesus Christ, can I just go to an NPC and buy yeah. this stuff? But there are some things like that too, like being able to take the crafted gear and upgrade the crafted gear to the, at that one NPC that will do that for you. Although I think those menus are bloated. Um where you can just you can get that upgraded craft. Oh, you turn in that piece. Yeah, right. that had a problem. Did they ever fix that? Well, they that had like a they weird did a bugger. little bit. They they truncated one of the menus so it was harder to make a mistake. But you could still you can still make a mistake if you turn in the wrong piece of gear and you get you you, you get the normal amount of icon, uh, of totems instead of the HQ amount of totems. But but there are simpler ways, is what I'm trying to say, to get it where you can just kind of walk in like. Buy some crafty gear real quick, swap them out, be somewhat decent, and then do some other things. But yeah, there's there is a lot of bloat to the gear. It, it's it kind of goes back to what our old friend had said about the the vertical 
versus horizontal gear progression, this game will never mm-hmm. get to a spot where it's not just feels like you're drowning in gear because there's only one way to get certain things. It's just I I don't know. Hopefully they come up with some better ways to do it in the future. Yeah, the 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 current level cap gear is probably the most problematic. And if but if you play as the stuff rolls out, it's not as bad. But um pretty much all the way up to 80, it's either an upgrade for you or it's a piece of glamour. So other than, you can just kind of I don't know. It's either an eye level upgrade or, or, or glamour. Otherwise, just, you know, sell it off, turn it into your grand company, whatever. You know, there, there are a lot of systems, but I don't know. Hmm. Dice, thank you. I thought about that other thing I wanted to say from earlier, and it may fit in with yeah. what Dice's stuff here, but at least it fits in with the systems and upgrading. And that is a, a statement I have seen repeatedly. That I, I am full agreeance with. Yelta and I have talked about this before. If we're really worried about boosted people or returning players like no dice trying to figure out what's this new thing, why do they not upgrade Hall of the Novice to show all of the new icons that people need to know for stack markers? Things of that runaway nature, markers, run away. Yeah. You know, there's. It's funny to tell the Practice the millionth time of a a sprout that ran away with the with the arrows on their head to stack. Ha ha ha! But there is nowhere in the game other than plain. And that, yeah, I guess that would show a boosted player when you have no idea what the markers over their head mean. Um, I guess I could tell somebody who's boosted when you're level eighty and you run away from the group. But Hall of the Novice really has that spot that you can get those accessories that, yeah, they're kind of sucky and that gear kind of sucks, but, man, I love using that gear up until at least level 30 and um, for all of my other jobs. And, that and they, ring I use a lot. I use oh, that one ring I pretty much all the time. Ring for You could probably wear that ring yeah. for a long, long time. And, and I think there's some cool stuff that they could do with that. that hell, they could make that gear where it actually – would be decent like maybe they could make the gear in there where the stats work for you up until level 40 or 50 and they'll adjust with you or something to make people want to do it but then add the stack markers doritos and all the other kind of things that you're going to see in other content um and and really give people that opportunity to learn something we've talked about a hall of the intermediate i don't know that they would ever do anything like that now but um that would be the one addition that I think could help people, returning players, new players, boosters as well, um, to understand what the markers and things really mean. But that's it. And, that's the and comment. Then, and then go back and fix the ones that are still wrong. Like, what's that Heaven's Word dungeon that the markers are the opposite of oh, the yeah. one marker is actually a runaway marker? It's so stupid. If they, they need to go back. and I wish they would go back and make them all the same. All right, thank you everyone who tweets and emails and comments on the website. We really appreciate it. Uh, last call. We're having a contest. <laughs> it's the Gather Together Sweet Dream Contest. Take a screenshot. We're back to screenshots, guys. Take a screenshot of your character with something sweet. Send us, send it to us on Twitter at GTFXIV with the hashtag GTSweetDream. Contest runs from August 15th through September 30th. One winner gets the Choco Poker Mount code. Yay! So 
Lisa. Thank you very much to Baldandy who got one of a spare code and shared it with us, and we will now pay it forward and share that with you. Yes, I'm excited. Summer's ending. We wanted to do something nice, and we got this extra code from Baldandy, so we really want to share that with the community. I know it's not a cruise chaser. But it's still pretty cool, and it's something different. I'm not sure if you can still get it from Butterfinger or not, but it may save you five bucks if you enter our contest. So, yeah, we'd love to give that to you. And we will have an additional contest, I believe, after this. that will take us all the way to Endwalker. We still have a black chocobo mount to give away as well, so we'll come up with something for that. So we're trying to keep it pretty contesty between uh, now and the, uh, and the launch of... Uh, of Endwalker, so join our uh, our last winner was very happy with their uh, their minion. So uh, thank you for listening. Join our contests. Talk to us on Twitter. We love it. All right, then uh, I guess it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, gtffxiv.com. While there, leave us a comment, and if you'd like to, you can support us by clicking the donation button. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxiv. Email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. Please rate us wherever you listen to us. Uh, personal plug, Ruby. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And you can find me, Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-M-A-S-U. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.